It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Raptors. We have a good show today coming up with Katie Heindel. But before we get into that, I wanted to start today's show with a reminder that today is the first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation here in Canada, a day where we're all encouraged to reflect upon, discuss, educate ourselves and others about this country's disgusting legacy of residential schools and the system systemic racism that is against indigenous communities that continues to this day. I want to first begin today's show with a land acknowledgement. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional territories of the Erie, Neutral, Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, and Mississaugas, and is covered by the Dish with One Spoon Wampum Belt Covenant. And this and every other episode of the show is recorded on stolen land. I also want to direct you to some of the charities and support groups for survivors of residential schools that you could should consider supporting today. Uh, the Indigenous Indian Residential School Survivor Society has been providing services to residential school survivors for 22 years. Uh, we also raised a bunch of money for them back in the summer for, uh, I think, our draft lottery party. Uh, really, really great stuff they're doing over there. Also, the Downey Wenjack Fund does incredible work in this area, too. I'll be making a donation of 100 bucks to each of them today, and I encourage you to donate as well if you have the means. And if you don't, there's other things you can do. I encourage you to contact your local elected officials, hold them to account, and demand they deliver action in the 94 calls to action outlined in the 2015 Truth and Reconciliation Report. That's six years ago. That's too long for those calls to action to have not been followed through on. Every child matters, and the responsibility to achieve true reconciliation lies upon every non-Indigenous person in Canada. With that, let's get to today's episode. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first time in the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that cabbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1026 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, September the 30th. Once again, it is national, uh, the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation here in Canada. So please uh, do some reading, educate yourself, support any charities or funds that you might be able to. Uh, it's a really important day, and it's uh, long overdue for this to be the first uh, day of truth and reconciliation here in Canada. So um, with that, welcome to today's show. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day, and uh, we got a great show for you today. We are joined by our fave, Katie Heindel, is here, uh, back from a, a, I guess, a turning of the sort of tables, because Katie was the one on summer vacation, and I was doing <laughs> the watching. Uh, I was uh, extremely jealous of your of your trips uh, to the north and then out to the east. Uh, Katie, welcome back to the show. We're going to talk about vibes and stuff today, but first, uh, how are you? It's been a little while. I'm good. I'm good. I want to first shout out, uh, I guess this is petty, but I want to first shout out the comment that someone made about me on the last show, which was <laughs> that I looked very bored. And to that, I'll say, you try sitting here listening to Sean talk as much as I do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I also just think, you know what, like, 
obviously a very gendered and weird thing to say because yep. you know dudes can sit here and just look pretty serious but sometimes you just what do you what do you want me to do smile the whole time like i can't this is just my face like i can't help it yeah so i yeah, couldn't imagine that's okay smiling through the entire ordeal of talking to me so uh yeah uh, the, don't don't do with the weird comments how about that going forward it's okay to the i threw some uh, probably just threw some fuel on that fire but that's fine um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i'm great uh it's great to be back it was great to see you in person again today for like i guess the first time when's the last time we saw each other it was like the last time i saw you before media day on monday was yeah recording of our pilot of a basketball on march the 10th i think of 20 Year, 2020 like, in the before almost times? two years ago yeah 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 i took a, a bus that night and i was like not have i didn't have a mask but that was the first time i was like oh this feels deeply uncomfortable i hate this um and yeah that was uh, the last good memory i had of the before times. so thanks for getting me through there katie um <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, the, buddy. the podcast that we recorded where we talked about like oh they might have games without fans isn't that weird uh boy that was uh some early early days Little i don't know, if, know huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know about you whenever i go back and like watch a thing uh I, like the f1 drive to survive uh for this season was all about covid uh and i felt just racked with anxiety watching them in february be like it's not a big deal and it was uh yeah not awesome anyway we don't need to linger on that anymore uh katie <laughs> yeah. we're here to talk about uh uh, media day, media week, training camp mm-hmm. vibes. There's still been no preseason games, so we're still kind of talking about the same storylines that popped up on Monday and have kind of continued through the week. Uh, you know, there have been some other media availabilities throughout the week as well. Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi spoke on Tuesday, of course. Uh, there'll be more stuff today that comes out around in the afternoon, too. But you wrote a piece on Monday, Katie, that I want to get to here. Uh, we're also going to get into some news that came down yesterday about the Raptor, uh, who is up for induction into the Hall of Fame of mascots. We'll get to that in the final segment. But the first two segments we're going to dig into, um, kind of building off of your piece, Katie. You wrote uh, for Complex about the sort of dueling paths that are at, at, at sort of odds here, but not really at odds. It seems like the Raptors are very much embracing that they're both existing there between development and winning games and the sort of various characters at play in those two conversations um you know we've been thinking about this i've talked about this a lot since monday and i've kind of thought about different players through which we're going to see that sort of struggle again i keep calling it like a struggle it's not a struggle really they're like happy to have it but um you know we talked about the different players who are going to kind of be bellwethers for what their priorities are and all that stuff but i'm curious for you katie you know you wrote the piece you asked the question of bobby webster on the day as well at media day just about those sort of dueling interests um how do you think it's going to work this season for the raptors when it comes to that like do you think it's going to be possible for them to manage the winning and development side you know they've done it in the past but that was with kyle lowry running the show and that's a very different animal than uh Mm -hmm. you know the team they have now you know not to say that it's bad or anything like that but i'm curious how you think that sort of um you know those dual intentions are going to play out for the raptors this season uh, it's funny because I do want to clarify when I asked that question of Bobby, no part of me was like leadership equates winning. <laughs> I just right. meant like who <laughs> that that is still like that's pretty up in the air. I have no idea uh, sure. how that will shake out. We can't really know yet. But I think what I meant for leadership was just obviously you've got this Kyle Lowry size hole in the team. Yeah. And what is it? I mean, there were a lot of comparisons made on media day and in the in camp since I've heard a lot of it, too, of just like. Who's DeRozan? Who's Lowry? Out mm-hmm. of like Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam, and I think both have done a pretty good and polite job of saying 
neither of us because <laughs> they're not right like they're they're, yeah. they're going to be their own style of leaders i think that's a great thing that we can look forward to i was really encouraged by you know how honest fred was about it on media day especially when he was talking about you know um he's learned a lot from kyle and like he feels like he's kind of in the position now where he can step forward and be a leader but he was also really quick to say i've used my voice pretty much since i got to this franchise and have been comfortable um speaking up and he talked about actually kind of finding a gap in the locker room which i thought was interesting in the first few seasons because he said derozan was pretty soft-spoken um Mm -hmm. and kyle wasn't necessarily he said kyle isn't really a big talker which we do know that right like he'll speak when things need to be said but in terms of like a gap of a locker room guy who who other players feel that they can go to and talk to fred said he he sort of identified that as a role that he could fit into and has so Mm -hmm. he's kind of naturally there already i was also super encouraged by what we saw pascal mostly how good of a mood he seemed like he was in he really did seem like himself again kind of this absentee pascal that we'd seen in the last couple seasons was gone um he was super honest really candid um i think like a bit vulnerable too which like i know people don't think is cool to talk about but when he was talking about how nervous he was for the surgery like he made a great joke but like he was also (laughs) just like i've never had surgery before like that's a that's a scary undertaking for a player as young as him right it's like mm-hmm. yeah you could have this nagging injury you could get it looked at now but then you know it is it's still a surgery so it's still a pretty serious medical procedure so there's always like well how do you come back after that right yeah so i mean them and then i think what bobby said um also rang true and is also something we've known that they've tried to balance development of players as they get them and and winning he did talk yeah. about winning i didn't ask him about winning but yeah that's, that's what fair he's say. <laughs> he did spin your question <laughs> <Yeah>. into uh <laughs> that's what he's got to of... say yeah yeah and fair um mm-hmm. but i thought like everyone had a good it, it wasn't one or the other which i think is really important because one thing i kind of wish he spoke a little bit more about was how much they're going to have to inter- integrate not just scotty and delano mm-hmm. but everybody that got added to the team in tampa who is yeah. yet to play in Toronto, who has who hasn't even played with the team that long, like Ken Birch, Freddie Gillespie, like those guys, you know, they they have a lot of experience, uh, NBA experience under their belts. Like Precious too, right? Like he played with the yeah. team at Summer League, but it's going to be a whole different animal to kind of to play with them this season, like back home in Toronto. So we'll get a good sense of that, I think, in the preseason games, which I'm really looking forward to this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be like we talked about this before, like I think it'll be a little bit messy to start. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be some like glitchy rotations. Nick Nurse talked about has talked about that a lot. Granted, he's always like, These guys are gonna have to duke it out, <laughs> fight, fight each other for spots, which I was also like, All right, I don't really I'm not interested in that either. But overall mm-hmm. I think it sounds like they're gonna give equal room to letting Fred and Pascal step into and OG and and also like Bobby mentioned Chris Boucher too, right? Like yeah. all those guys kind of step up and into more of a leadership role with the team. Um, as it's now like default veterans not by age he said but it's true just by experience um and with like balancing i think meaningful meaningful development um for their rookies and for the players that they added last season 
Yeah, I, I think all of those are really well taken points. It's going to be a lot of different dynamics going into one. And I, I think you're right. Like we could see the early part of the season be kind of a strange, like, I don't want to say disjointed mess, but disjointed mess adjacent. Like it's mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of things to juggle. And also not having Pascal off the top is going to put like extra duress on guys like OG and Fred to kind of step into even bigger roles than maybe they're going to have when things are status quo. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating. And I think... You know, I don't know about you, but this is the most interested I've been going into a Raptors season just in terms of like how it's all going to look in ages. And it's kind of refreshing. Like, obviously, it'd be nice to be like talking about a team that's projected to win 55 games again and all that and, you know, be in the title contention. But I think with all these sort of dueling things, I mean, it is like a. I think it's like a basketball romantics kind of dream team. <laughs> and like, if you're not really worried about wins and, and you know, mm-hmm. record and all that stuff is like your main priority. I think this is going to be an absolute delight of a team to watch and kind of follow throughout the year and watch the arc of it as the season progresses. Um, Katie, I want to continue on this thread. And I also want to talk about sort of just like the general seeming, seemingly positive vibes coming out of the team right now. It's it's training camp. So you always kind of have that, although that was not there last season. And it's uh, it's quite notable to have it back again this time around. So we'll talk about that and uh, sort of the, the vibes coming out of training camp uh, in just a second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sleeper who have changed the game when it comes to fantasy basketball they have a uh, wonderful new game style called game pick which is really just an answer for people who hate the daily grind of playing fantasy basketball with the busy work that goes into it i can't stand it and it's the reason i don't really play fantasy basketball anymore but with game pick you are in control you get to pick a single game per week for each starter on your team to count towards your total team score ensuring an even number of games played between opponents which is great because just winning because your guy played four times is not actually winning it's a coward's win i'll say it that's fine um in game picks you get to pick one game per week based on you know which the player matchup it is you know, the home versus away the opponent's defensive ranking pace of play and all of that stuff and add strategy and less busy work it's kind of the best of both worlds if you're a fan of the way fantasy football works where it's once a week you set your lineup and forget about it that's kind of what they're going for here with game pick and that is an awesome thing for those who don't like the day-to-day grind of fantasy sports sleeper has cracked the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football and like that weekly strategy versus daily business you work you're going to love game picks down the sleeper app and start a league with your friends today you will not be disappointed today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at sweat block who are uh, changing the game when it comes to excessive sweating look i'm an excessive sweater it's fine i talk about it and it's cool because i'm comfortable with it and i don't deal with it anymore because i started using sweat block baby their dry shirt guarantee really holding up on my end with their sweat block antiperspirant wipes sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants you simply apply it at night before bed go to sleep and then the next morning you wake up wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed i know it sounds too good to be true but I am literally using it right now and not sweating. So if that does not sell you, I don't know what will. Uh, please go and check out Sweat Block. No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you got to check out Sweat Block. Get it for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Locked On. Or if you want, you can also get it at Amazon and CVS. All right. Katie. Let's continue on here, shall we? Uh, let's kind of just pick up where we left off. The 
the vibes uh, notably <laughs> improved. We talked about Pascal in particular, his sort of general mindset. I think Fred kind of remains like the same Fred he was last year in a lot of ways. Introspective, thoughtful, nuanced, all of that beautiful stuff. Um, Pascal certainly feels like he's in a different space. I think obviously the addition of Scotty Barnes seems to have brightened everybody's spirits because that dude just seems like the best guy in the whole wide world. Um, you know, we talked a lot last season about how some of the things that took place early on in the season between, you know, the waiting and holding off for the Tampa, you know, departure that was never happening to the Terrence Davis uh, mishandling to everything that went on at the start of last season, kind of cutting into the general sort of identity that we came to associate with the Raptors. Do you feel like that's kind of back on the way? Is there a new sort of different identity? Obviously, it's going to be different with no Kyle Lowry around, but do you feel like they're kind of getting back to the point of the staff? Establishing that, and how do the vibes do you think play into all of that? Because they seem basically off the charts right now, as you usually find in the preseason. But it feels notable because of what last year was. Yeah, I think there's a new identity forming. Um, I wouldn't want to say that they're going back to something. I think everything right now seems a push to move forward, even something mm -hmm. like vibes and the general feeling. Everyone is like incredibly stoked on Scotty, which is just like really <laughs> wonderful to see. Like there was mm -hmm. like um, an incredibly cute moment in when Scotty did his uh, avail after practice the other day mm -hmm. when he was on the podium and <laughs> Freddie Gillespie came in and he was carrying a, like a mug of tea and he was just <laughs> like, there he is, my, fir my first son, all grown up. <laughs> and Scotty just went... LOL. <laughs> and like, obviously, everybody has seen kind of like the extra content that's coming out of camp, like the dancing and the videos. But I really think that kind of thing is kind of important because mm -hmm. it also shows the confidence that a player like Scotty Barnes has coming in. You know, I, a quote that stuck out to me uh, from practice the other day, too, was when he was like, because someone asked him, like, have you always been this confident or like what, like, how are you this confident kind of coming into an NBA team? You've never been on this level on this stage before. And he was just mm -hmm. like, you know, when you get to this point, you can't be too shy or too cool anymore, right? Like you're here for mm -hmm. a reason. And I think he's kind of takes that to everything he does, obviously, like his work ethic too. But I think it's really nice to see that in his personality and his character come out. Because I do think after last season, the team could use that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like rubbing off on everybody. And I also think there's the nice added piece of the guys who were at summer league together have obviously like they built up a super quick chemistry and like a yeah. really, really wonderful rapport that was very visible there. And it's nice that it's carried over and like that's going to trickle down into the 905 too. Yeah. So that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, I think, in terms of development, right? Yeah. Because all that stuff that adds to meaningful development too. I don't just mean reps, you know, yeah. like in minutes. The chemistry is a huge thing, too, because, I mean, what worked so well when, like, Fred and Pascal were with the 905 and won and then, like, went on to become now, like, they're the Raptors. Like, they're the core of the Raptors team is yeah. because those two, like, there was such a fluidity, right, between 905 and Toronto. They didn't have that last season either because the 905 was in a bubble half the time. Yeah. It was a shortened season. They didn't really see each other. So I think it'll be nice to go back to that, too. So, yeah, generally – Great vibes. Uh, everybody <laughs> seems super happy. And there's definitely like a buzz and an excitement. Yeah. I think and also that's just them being back at, at OVO, you know? Yeah, yeah Like Delano sure. went by eating spaghetti. I heard a lot of guys talking about the cookie, like the famous cookies that the chef makes. 
Everybody's just stoked. I really, really am excited to get back and get the cookies at OVO Athletic Center. It's, <laughs> They're uh, so one good. Of, one of the things I've been yearning for most since the pandemic <laughs> began, and I'm sad I didn't like take a bunch and freeze them before uh, you know we entered this 18 month long hell. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing with Scotty that is so interesting. Like I, everything is happy in the preseason, right? So like obviously like that stuff's going to emanate and, and you know he's going to do the posts where he's hanging with his friends Goran Dragic and Ish Wainwright and it's beautiful. Um by the way, I think I didn't mean to steal your tweet last night. I posted the same oh, picture was, you I did meant like to call well you after. Out on that. I was like, "Sean, I beat you by like few hours yeah like it was many hours yeah <laughs> I, I was like up at like 1 30 just posting um it's not okay, reading earlier tweets but either way the more sh- more signal boosting of that post i think mm-hmm. is a good thing inherently um but i think the thing with scotty is like what is his general sort of demeanor gonna do to the team in the middle of the season maybe they've lost some games maybe things are going rough but you get to like January and he's still there just being this beacon. Maybe it'll it'll fizzle out. Maybe he'll like tire himself out and be less of a guy. It doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy who is going to fizzle out just from everything you've heard about him through the draft process and on through. But like that feels like it's going to have a tangible value. I'd almost like to go back and see like if you just drop Scotty Barnes into last year's Raptors team amid everything that was going wrong. How much better is the mood? Like, can a 20-year-old actually change things? Does a losing kind of overcome things at some point? I don't know. It's, it, we'll never know. We can't test it. But I do think there's just, like, in addition to the on-court value a guy like that's going to bring, like, there's... It, 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 like, bringing vibes is important. Like, we're seeing this. I know you hate baseball, but we see this with the Blue Jays. Like, Teoscar Hernandez is not the best player on the team, but he is the bringer of vibes, and everybody loves him. And like, it just kind of, yeah. you feel it throughout the entire team, and you felt it through all the whole season. Like, I, I think Scotty Barnes really profiles as that kind of guy, in addition to also maybe being, like, a game wrecker on both ends of the floor one day, which is very nice as well. Um also, him and Goron uh, bonding. That just the, the music to my ears as a noted Goran Dragic is cool and people are going to like him very soon. Uh, like a proclaimer that I'm feeling pretty good about that with everything that's coming out of camp. Um, yeah, remember like Goran, yeah. like Scotty was one of the first guys Goran mentioned at Media Day. And yeah, he, like, he was like, lit, wasn't the question like, like who are you impressed him. with? And he just said yeah. Scotty and then Scotty. stopped talking. Yeah. Yeah. And smiled like not Fred, yeah. not Pascal. <laughs> He was just like Scotty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was great. I, uh, and you know, to the leadership point we were talking about earlier, I think Goron's going to play like a su- surprisingly big role in that as well. You know, I think there's this sort of assumption that he's just kind of here to ride out the string and get traded. I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to approach it that way. And you know, the way he spoke about. You know, the way Steve Nash kind of was for him during his early days in Phoenix, obviously, you know, his his like pandering to Toronto was almost so on the nose that it almost felt like it was fed to him by the PR team. Um, I'll take it as genuine for now. But like the way he spoke about Steve Nash, which, again, is putty for any Canadian basketball fan. He's you know, smart too. That's yeah. not all PR. Like <laughs> yeah. that's he's a very smart man. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Lowry, retire his number. OG, we like him. And uh Steve Nash, good at basketball. We love you, mm-hmm. Goron. It's that easy. Uh he's gone to the Scotty Barnes School of PR, uh, apparently. But either way, um, 
Yeah, I think that's a good place to leave that conversation off, Katie. We are going to come back in just a second and talk about the most important news of yesterday. Uh, The mascot, the Raptor, is uh, up for a Hall of Fame induction at the Mascot Hall of Fame. Should be the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame in Springfield, but we'll worry about that another time. Uh, But another Hall of Fame is looking to add him to the hallowed halls, and it may be the most important Hall of Fame of all of them. We'll get to that in one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Com. It is a wonderful site that helps car 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 dum-dums like me find parts for cheap and not get fleeced by the mechanic. When you go to a regular chain store or dealership or something, say you drive, for example, a Honda Odyssey and you're looking for a fuel pump, that's going to run you like 350 bucks from a chain store. From Rock Auto, you can get it for $216. That is a lot of money to be saved, to be spent on other fun things like Raptors tickets or uh, ballot stuffing bribes when you're voting for the Raptor to make it into the Hall of Fame of mascots. Either way, Rock Auto is a wonderful place. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every single customer plus you get options it's not like when the mechanic says we have this one part here's what it costs you get to sort through find the brand specifications and prices you prefer to make the choice that works best for you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on there how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you as well amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com and today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag as well all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another season as always betonline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100 welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use the promo code nfl100 from the basketball football boxing baseball playoffs right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and they are your online sports book experts go visit them at betonline.ag all right katie mascot talk uh (laughs) this is what we're really here for uh yesterday it was announced that the raptor is up for submission he's nominated for entry into the mascot hall of fame based in indiana a place that i will have to make a pilgrimage to at one point or another maybe we'll do a special uh basketball road trip to indiana to go through the uh, like this is something (laughs) okay we'll talk off uh, we're planning this um we we just got plans for next summer but either way um the Raptor. Uh, th- just to give a bit of detail on the Mascot Hall of Fame, there are currently seven NBA mascots who are in the Mascot Hall of Fame. They include Rocky from the Denver Nuggets, Jazz Bear from the Utah Jazz, which is disgusting, frankly. That's the weird. Gorilla from Phoenix, San Antonio's Coyote, Fair, a demon, but a, a Hall of Fame demon. Uh, Clutch the Bear, terrible. Boomer of the Indiana Pacers, also just kind of a, a plain white bread. It feels like it's a little home cooking there for the Indiana-based mascot to be in the Indiana-based Hall of Fame. And, of course, Benny the Bull. Uh, so the Raptor. Feels like he's among that company, right? Like, there's uh, a deep history there. The, the the character was hatched from an egg 26 years ago or something like that now. Um, there's a deep, deep tradition of the Raptor uh, in, in the NBA over the last 25 years. Are, are you... Like, this is a no-brainer, right? It should not be 2021 we're talking about this. This should have happened a long, long time ago. 
Yeah, what year did Clutch get inducted? That feels I don't know, but Clutch should not be in there. Like Clutch is tampering. a terrible, unathletic, stupid yeah. bear, and we hate him. So yeah, it should not be in there. Same as Jazz Bear. Same like what is with these bears? There's a bear lobby helping What's to the, get. I like the hmm. grizzly bear because he's more unhinged. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like the teddy bear mascot bears. I don't really like that style, as you know. I think Clutch yeah. is like a fraud. Um, yeah. And Jazz Bear's like new. a roided out freak, so. Yeah, uh. <laughs> true. I was going to say, like, whereas, like, G-Wiz and stuff, but stuff's new. G-Wiz can, Yeah. But maybe, the, I think those bulbous guys get a bad rap because they can't do much with their bodies. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, for the, back to the raptor. Uh, I think that feels extremely overdue, don't you? Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe there should have been, this should have been something that happened either in his peak, right before he got injured and yeah. Stripes came along, or after when he came back, his triumphant return post-Stripes, mm-hmm. you know? The yeah. timing of this, is it a bit conciliatory? Are they like, oh, you're back in Toronto. Sorry about last season in Tampa. That could be it. I mean, I, again, we're, we're, I should just tease this ahead. I'm not going to speak ill of the Mascot Hall of Fame just yet. I know it's uh, it's overdue and all that, but uh, I will likely next week be speaking to one of the curators of the Mascot Hall of Fame about the Raptors' potential induction. The voting to put him in begins October the 3rd, so might line, line that interview up uh, for that day. So you have that to look forward to. That's fun. Um, but yeah, in terms of the criteria, I could, let me run you through this, Katie, uh, yeah, before we get out of here. So the criteria for induction into the Hall of uh, include having demonstrated a major impact on their sport and or community being memorable and or groundbreaking being fun and unique along with letters of recommendation from community leaders detailing the mascots impact my question to you is who is the community leader that's been writing into the mascot hall of fame and how do we get them a medal don't you feel like a lot of people have probably been writing in? And I don't mean John Tory because, like, I feel like yeah, he no. writes, he's just got some blanket letter that anybody can get. <laughs> yeah, he's you know got cornball I mean? stationery that he just adapts mm-hmm. for whatever thing he needs to send in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, who's the who's the Toronto hero that's writing, like, impassioned letters? It's me. It's been me letters. all along. Uh, no. <laughs> they blocked your address, though. You're writing it in blood from, like, your fingertips. <laughs> They're like we're. They put a they put a block out on your postal code. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, other 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 than you, I don't know who could it be. Yeah, I mean, I know Holly McKenzie's a big fan. True. Uh, I know Zach Lowe from ESPN is a big fan. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe someone like that. But I mean, I would hope that the team itself is kind of like stuffing the ballot, just like sending in multiple letters a day from, you know, Bobby Webster, Masai Ujiri. I hope this is what Masai is doing in his new vice president position. That'd be great. Um, my question to you, I think the Katie, Raptor is very well yeah. uh, respected, I think, among mascot circles, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, like, hallowed ground there, I think. And so my my question to you there, Katie, is I'm going to assume he gets in. You know, we know the power of Canadian voters when it comes to things related to basketball. Um, You know, plenty of starters in the All-Star game and all that. Um, I'm curious, if and when this takes place, what should the Raptors bust look like? What should the bronze figurine of the raptor like what should the it's much like the kyle lowry what should the statue look like question except in a smaller form um you know there's plenty of options do you have one that comes to mind of what the raptor should look like going into the hall it's too bad that just for statue's sake um that stilts can't get it and Mm. the big jumbo inflatable (laughs) can't get it 
and the inflatable on rollerblades coming down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> can, yeah, can yeah. A statue. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like corny to say from like launched from a tra- trampoline, a bu- like a midair bust? That's like yeah. a sculpture. That's a feat of like sculpture art that I don't yeah. pretend yeah. to know how they would do that. <laughs> you know, I like. I kind of like the Shack statue uh, at Staples Center in L.A. because. It's mostly of his butt that's visible right. because he's he's like dunking, right? So he's sure. kind of like up, his body's like up like this. Yeah, yeah. Something like that would be cool. So mm-hmm. they could hang it, you know, like hang it from a place. It seems it seems fitting that, you know, the raptor who has like a gymnast's background, literally mm-hmm. is a gymnast, um, mm-hmm. be doing something midair, like mid-feet, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. That's probably the correct answer. I had two other suggestions. One, someone replied to me yesterday with the image of the Raptor when the Raptors were playing the Wizards in the playoffs, standing behind the free throw line or behind the basket as John Wall's taking a free throw and is wearing one of those bikini shirts. Uh, thought that was a really good one. That's and then, good. yeah, and then I just think like an image of the hatching, like just kind of crawling from the eggshell. I scary. think uh, would have yeah. some drama to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, frighten the other stupid mascots that are alongside. It's just a shame that he's going to have to share the hall with Clutch and Jazz Bear. But hey, that's what it was. Maybe he'll get his own wing. Busts, <laughs> or did you make this up? I just made it up. I assumed all Hall oh, okay. of Fames have busts. So okay. uh, I, I will ask the curator of the Mascot Hall of Fame next week uh, about this. So um, yeah, that's to look forward to. That's going to do it for today's show. Katie, thank you so much for uh, hanging out, talking about the team, and also indulging me in my mascot freak uh, behavior. Uh, much appreciated. Anything you would like the people out there to check out? Uh, well, you can read the piece you mentioned that's on Complex from Media Day. Um, I'm also at Raptors uh training camp pretty much every day this week so see if i'll be writing something off of that uh and in the meantime you can subscribe to basketball feelings uh that's basketball feelings at substack.com uh or you can follow me on twitter sean handily right there put the, yeah, wait how do i i don't know how the directional thing i know works it really, there we go Aha! there you I go pointed to it in reverse <laughs> excellent <laughs> Uh, thanks so much, Katie. We'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully next week, uh, as we get back into the swing of things here with the season. Uh, that'll do it here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Your second listen should go and be Locked on NBA, as they are continuing to cover the wild preseason throughout the league and getting you the updates from media days across the board, not just from Toronto. Uh, I would also, again, remind you that today is the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. I will add links to to the funds, the international, sorry, the Indian Residential School Survivor Society, as well as the Downey Wenjack Fund. I will drop those links in the description here on YouTube and in the podcast. Please consider, if you have the means, donating to those causes and uh, get in touch with your local representatives uh, who are, you're, hold them to account and, and make sure they are pushing through actions to um, move towards true truth and reconciliation uh it's long 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 overdue and it is uh not something that we can refer to in the past unless it's been rectified in the present so that will do it for today's show thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back again on friday guest tbd hoping to have a big one schedule might not line up but uh either way i'll have a podcast for you tomorrow we'll talk to you then have a good one and we will uh see you later with another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.